Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I slap the wrist of my former self. (laughs) We were so young and naive. So young and dumb. Just dumb. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Angeles. Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're hype girl, like echoing everything in the background. Like, what a year, Sarah Tan. What a year. That's pretty much the understatement of the year is what a year. I was thinking about this the other day, how I legitimately, you basically pulled a Kylie Jenner with your pregnancy. Obviously you didn't hide it the whole time, but I could have. You totally could have. And from when you told me that you were pregnant, like end of February or yeah, end of February to like you giving birth to Zoe, I only saw you legitimately, I think one time. I know. I didn't see, like, there are so many people who I didn't see at all during my pregnancy. Like, and now, and so then I will emerge next year. Well, who knows when we'll all be able to see each other again because we'll see about the vaccines. But I am like emerging from this with child. Yeah. And you you as well. (laughs) I love that we call Quinn my child. I mean, she is. I, I totally agree. It's such a weird thing. And. It was very bizarre going from seeing you multiple times a week to then just only being able to see you over the internet on Zoom. It's a very weird transition. And yet you were still one of the most constant, like, people in my life. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, we haven't seen each other in person, but we still talk just as much, if not more, like, texting and emailing and every I mean it's and on zoom of course but it's it's weird for sure but we made it we made it to the end of the year we did not know how this year was going to go especially for the beauty industry and this episode we're just going to look back we're going to talk about the the good times the bad times our favorites launches uh, that were important to us. When I was picking my favorite products or favorite launches, these are the products that I use the most. Totally. That's exactly how I approached it. Like, I feel like, because there obviously were so many launches and I'm sure that I and you also are probably going to miss one or two here. Well, especially because we were only allowed to pick three. But 2020, we didn't go out. We didn't have anywhere to go. We didn't do our makeup. But these were like the constant products that I was using in my routine. And also because I was pregnant, there were so many things that I couldn't use. Yeah. So these were like, again, these are the three that I used that I used almost every day this year, probably. Well, with the exception of one of them. But yeah. Okay. So should we do what's on our face or should we just dive in? I feel like we should just dive in because we've got a lot of stuff. Okay. So let's dive in to the big beauty moments of 2020. I think this one, this probably is the number one for me. Yeah. I think it's probably the number one for a lot of people, mostly because I think it 
created the most conversation and it it brought everyone together in a way that I think no other moment in beauty history consumers brands everyone pulled together um, you know to support the same movement in this way yeah the movement we're talking about is black beauty brands getting some well-deserved recognition um, and not even just black beauty brands but black beauty creators black beauty founders june was a month of learning for a lot of people people that buy beauty and care about beauty asked a lot of the brands that they purchase from and support and basically it was like it's not enough for you to post this black box anymore what are you doing as a brand to really support black men and women in this community and and the people that buy from your brand and i think too it for consumers we looked inwards right and also at our vanities and we were like are we you know doing enough to support black beauty brands these black creators um and uh, sadly enough i think a lot of us it was like a rude awakening right we were like, we are not doing enough. I totally agree with you. I think that, you know, Sarah and I definitely were like, oh, we definitely should be having more black experts on this podcast. We're a relatively new podcast. Granted, we try our best to to diversify our guest list. But I think because of June and because of the conversation happening and even just speaking to our fellow black beauty editors about, you know, how they were feeling and their thoughts, it reminded us okay this is needs to be a priority it can't just be an option it has to be something that everybody is prioritizing mm-hmm. um, actively being anti-racist absolutely and being inclusive of black beauty brands yeah and i think it was really kudos to kirby for getting sharon shooter on the podcast you know we got her like the day after she started her pull up or shut up campaign um, which if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, highly, highly encourage you. It was one of our favorite episodes of the year. I think it's so, so important. Um, but yeah, I mean, that in and of itself was just like such a learning experience, I think, for me too, just to hear her speak about her journey and what she's done with Alma Beauty. Honestly, like I feel like I should listen to it again because it's been so long just to like check in with myself and also with with the beauty industry as a whole I would actually be really interested to see like where other beauty brands who you know posted that black box in June where they stand now I think it'd be a great time in the new year to like check and see you know how many black executives do you have on board you know um how many black people are you employing I'll be curious to see how other how other brands have Um, improved or you know since making their commitment in June yeah I I was gonna say the same thing because you know Sharon's amazing and she's not only an advocate but you know a thought leader in in this space especially and when she created pull up or shut up I remember she was like you know it might be better if you don't say anything if you don't intend on acting on it because we're going to follow up in six months Mm -hmm. and now it's six months Mm -hmm. later and I feel like these brands are under delivering they over promised and under delivered Um, I did see that you know um, way 
they came out and said, okay, this is these are some things that we promised back in June. Here's where we're, we're landing on them right now. Here's how far we have to go. But I mean, there are so many brands, I remember, that were claiming that they were going to be more inclusive. And, you know, obviously so many brands are on hiring freezes right now because of the pandemic. But there are other ways that you can be more inclusive. And it's like their, their Instagram feed is wider than snow. And they, some brands are still coming out with launches that do not cater to every skin tone after making these declarations that they were going to be more inclusive. So like, I don't want to speak for any of our black listeners or that's black in the beauty community, but I have seen conversation where many people are disappointed and are hoping that these brands really just like pull it together in 2021 and so that it doesn't feel like they were just talking out of their butt in June. I think it's, you know, obviously really unfortunate that it took George Floyd death to sort of spark this big movement and this big change in the beauty industry or in you know all industries um but i i think that i it's been really amazing to watch everyone like we said band together and work on themselves and then work on the companies for change and so yeah i think something that kirby and i will definitely do in 2021 is is hopefully keep ourselves accountable for sure but also keep brands accountable when we are you know creating our episodes and booking guests um and working with brands agreed agreed okay i think this next one is also important and it was really cool to see people that we know kind of take charge and make this happen okay so we are talking about obviously (laughs) this has just been such a sad year it has it has but it's been a great year because it really has brought all of us together Um, But we are talking about how, you know, all of the beauty brands came together to support all the essential workers and the frontline workers during this global pandemic, whether that was donating products or donating money, um, creating hand sanitizers or hand creams to all of these essential workers who, you know, were working around the clock, risking their lives they're continuing to do that right now. It's It was just really, really heartwarming to see, um, you know, even just small indie brands who don't even have that much money, you know, doing what they could to help all these nurses and doctors. And our friends in the beauty community, Christina Rodolfo, Kathleen Hu, and Cheryl Wishover, um, who created Donate, Be- Donate Beauty. And, you know, because of that, we're able to help God, like thousands of nurses and doctors would get their hands on all of the essentials that they needed. Um, You know, the hand sanitizers, the hand creams, shampoos, um, just anything not only to help them do their jobs, but to also remind them to take a moment of self-care in their busy schedules, you know, saving lives. It was just like a really beautiful moment that, you know, lasted obviously months and months and months and is is still happening today but it was a really great moment I think for beauty and everyone just like giving back we had a review that said that you know beauty is not the most scholarly of subjects (laughs) but I think that beauty and the reason why like Sarah and I both got into this industry is that we didn't get into it just because we like skincare and interviewing celebrities I didn't even know that like 
you could get free samples. Same. Like when we started in this. Same. Like people think that that's why we started writing and being why we want to be beauty journalists. But that was like not a thing back then. No. I remember when I started getting sent stuff, I was shooketh to my core. Same. Because I was like, wait, do I have to return this? Like I had no idea. I <laughs> Yeah. Do I have to return this lipstick yeah. that I'm... <laughs> swatching on my hand. I was like, how does this this work? work? I don't know. Um, But beauty does make people feel good. And whether that's a self-care moment or it's like, oh my God, I just got, you know, like I, one of our guests this Friday, who is fabulous, she talked about how she um, owns this like vintage pair of faux eyelashes. And these eyelashes are from the 1930s. And it's like very clear that this person wore them a lot. They brushed them out. They removed the glue every time. But they took such great care of these eyelashes because in the 1930s, makeup was just for movie stars. So there weren't just like a ton of beauty products out there for people to buy. So when you received a beauty product or a makeup product and you were able to wear it, you took such good care of it because you truly felt like a movie star wearing it. And when she told me the story, I literally got the chills because I was just trying to think of that person, you know, just so excited. That makes me like so emotional. I know. And I know that sounds cheesy maybe to some of you listening, but thinking of it in that aspect versus there's you know beauty has been democratized it's a dime a dozen these days you can easily get it you can replace it easily if you need to you know that's kind of why I got into beauty because of how it makes people feel and how absolutely how it can lift your spirits and make you feel better even when you're not feeling that great so right and I think that why it is so important this other movement that we're talking about is because so many of these people so many of these doctors and these nurses and these frontline workers they obviously don't they feel like shit because they're working so hard and they don't have any time to work on themselves and so when they can have that moment to just wash their hair or brush their hair or you know take care of their poor dry mask knee you know their skin underneath these layers they're wearing like three layers of protective yeah protective um gear or ppe um it just reminds them that oh, wow, you know, like, I feel good doing this. Like, I am taking care of myself, um, even in the littlest way. It's not even like they're putting lipstick on. Or even just feeling more like themselves. Because when you're a frontline worker and you're dealing with the amount of COVID cases that you've had to deal with this year, obviously that's going to be emotionally and mentally taxing. So, like, just getting to, like, step away and wash your face for five minutes may just be, like, the little reprieve you need to like get back in the game and get back to your job. I know that there are bigger things in the world that are affecting more people, but I I loved what Kathleen Cheryl and uh, our lovely friend Christina did with Donate Beauty because like you could just see how excited everybody was to even be considered, like to be thought of, like, oh, we didn't even ask for this. It just mm-hmm. came to us. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations to them. And also thank you to them for, you know, doing this on top of their jobs. It was amazing. So. Okay. And then, I I mean, I feel like those were two kind of heavier topics. This last one is not too heavy, y'all. There's some levity here. We're talking about, well, okay. So it says disruptive beauty brands. That's one of the themes of this year. I would also argue it was the year of celebrity beauty brands. If I, let's put a timer on the clock, Gerby. 
I'm gonna give you a minute to name all of the beauty brands or at the top of your head that you could think of celebrity beauty brands, okay? That that came out in 2020. In 2020. Okay. Okay, hold on. So no house ups. Okay, the timer, go. JLo Beauty, Humankind by Pharrell, uh, Key Soul Care, Carmen Electra's brand just came out, Lauren Conrad Beauty, Rare Beauty by Selena Gomez. Oh my God, I'm forgetting some. Okay, wait, I'm going to help you too, because just because we're doing um, Issa Rae had her hairline. Oh, yes. Her invest, she invested in. Uh, Venus Williams had her sunscreen uh, line. JLo Beauty. JLo Beauty. Um, wait, does it, does the, do the TikTok stars count? Oh, Item Beauty by Ad, uh, Addison Ray. Addison Ray, my little baby angel. And then the, the sisters, Charlie and. Dixie D'Amelio. Yep. Yep. Morphe 2. Yep. I know we're forgetting someone, but five, four, three, two, one. Okay. I thought we did a pretty good job. Don't you love that I threw in the Carmen Electra? Yeah, that was a surprise to me. I just saw it, so I was like, oh, okay. Oh, she, Dolly Parton. But that doesn't count, because that'll be 2021. Yeah, and that's a fragrance, too. So, And she'll come on our pod to talk about it. I pray to God. That is my my wish for 2021. Anyways, 2020 was the year of not only just celebrity beauty brands, but disruptive beauty brands, meaning taking a different approach to what beauty looks like, how it functions, what it means. Um, we have a few examples that we're personally big fans of. Yeah. Number one being... Selena Gomez, Rare Beauty. Selena. She just did... Like, if you are a celebrity and you want to launch a beauty brand, I think that you should model the launch after what Selena Gomez did because she was just so smart in how she created the products. The products were so beautiful. And, of course, there's the whole um, charitable aspect of Rare Beauty where she launched the Rare Beauty Impact Fund. But also, I think, really important when you are a celebrity and you are launching a brand because there's going to be a lot of people who are like, why should I be giving you my money? You already have a bunch of money. And I think, you know, the thing about Selena is she had big shoes to fill with Fenty because really everybody compares every beauty brand to Fenty. And I think that Selena was very clear in that she wasn't trying to be Fenty Beauty um, I think she was very different in her approach to that. And I personally love so many of her products. And I think a lot of people within the industry love them too. Like I know Jackie Ina and Alyssa Ashley love the blush from Rare. I know we're big fans of the blush as well. Um, so many people love the foundation and concealer because of the way it mm-hmm. looks and the finish. Mm-hmm. I personally am a big fan of the lip souffle. Same. I I loved a lot. I mean, there were there is not one product that I was like meh. Like I I really enjoy using Rare Beauty. Right. And she really took the time. Her and her team, of course, really took the time to create products that were just like I said. The formulations were amazing. You know, if you look at like where each of the products made they're from all over the world because she wanted to make sure that they were all you know the best like there were products from korea there were products i think sourced from europe um the ingredients and so she took her time which i think 
in today's world of celebrity beauty brands being launched, like they're being, you know, they're from start to finish, it's like six months or something, you know, like they just want to push product for to push product. Um, so yeah, I think what she did was just really, really smart. Agreed. And then we have Pharrell Williams and Human Race. I said humankind, I think, when we were going through the countdown, but that's... Oh, that's okay. Well, that was all... Oh, I, I didn't even notice. Also a great brand, Humankind. Yeah, Humankind is also a great brand. But Human Race, you know, Pharrell, I think, obviously, is a man that looks good. And so he probably had it harder than a lot of our other celebrity brands because he is a man, Mm-hmm. In my opinions, because a lot of people are probably like, okay, what are you really doing for your skin? Like, you're a dude. But except for that, it's sold out instantly. So I always ask when things sell out, like, how many units did you really have? You're right. You're right. You know what I mean? I should be asking that. I should know better. But but, but from all the chatter, I think that the hype was real. Like, people really wanted to get their hands on on the product. And I think it was smart. He launched with three products that have refillable packaging, Braille. I mean, there are very limited, a very limited number of brands I've ever seen that have Braille on the packaging. Totally. He was thinking of inclusivity from like all aspects, not just, Mm -hmm. you know, skincare, like uh, skin type and, you know, skin tone and things like that. So I commend him for that. And obviously, Venus Williams and Eleven, the sunscreen for every skin mm-hmm. tone. If Venus Williams says that this sunscreen is not going to leave a white cast, I likely believe her. Yeah. I haven't gotten to try it. Have you? No, I have not tried it either. Um, But I know that it's gotten really great reviews. And I hope that she continues to make more skincare. I also wanted to shout out Lauren Conrad Beauty because she was the one brand that made that lipstick that's fully recyclable. Yes. Remember? It was like her prototype. Basically, the the company, the manufacturing company that she worked with on her brand offered it to her first. So, you know, when you have a clean beauty brand, mm-hmm. obviously Sarah and I are very much proponents of, okay, great, you're clean, but like, does your product work? Mm-hmm. But if you're clean... And then you make products that are just going to go in a landfill, then like, is that really clean? Like she had the sustainability portion of that as well. So right. shout out to LC on that one. Yeah. And then there was also um, Alicia Keys with her mindful wellness beauty brand that she made with Elf. Totally. Which, yeah. So I think that the brands that we are talking about, not necessarily disruptive in that like they they were super game changing, but they definitely approached it in a different and unique and exciting way, which I think made us really excited. All right, now it's time to break down our faves. And let me tell you, this was hard for me because I love to talk and I <laughs> love to, to talk about products. <laughs> so trying I, to... I honestly, too, felt like when I was doing this and I was just trying like, okay, the three products that I use a lot that I was really excited about. Uh, but I also, when I, when I created the list, I was like, all our listeners are just going to be like, this bee is so predictable. I could I could make her list for her. <laughs> but I need to just be honest. This is me. And I promise that I am going to try more products in 2021. 
being pregnant. She was pregnant. She was pregnant. Leave her alone. It was hard. Throw me a bone, guys. They will. They will throw you a bone. You were pregnant. (laughs) I have no excuse. I was literally going to put three concealers on this thing. And I'm like, nope, Kirby, don't do it. Don't do it. Like You have to diversify your picks. I need to know, though, the other concealers that would have made it on the list. So I'm planning on writing a little editorial for GlossAngelesPod.com of all of my favorite launches of 2020. So if you don't hear, well, you're not going to hear all of them. You're only going to hear three of them. So you have to go to the website to see the other honorable mentions that don't get mentioned on the pod. But... You can Mm. access them there, Mm. along with my other concealer recommendations. (laughs) All right, Sarah. Okay. Are these in any particular order for you? No, no. Okay. That's just too hard. Okay. All right. How dare you? (laughs) You put so much pressure already on me. Sorry. So the first product that I want to talk about that I use almost every single day is the Tatcha, the Rice Wash Skin Softening Cleanser. This I also recommended to Selena Gomez when we had her on the podcast because I loved it so much. It's just such a great daily cleanser. It's a creamy cleanser. It washes away all of, not that I was wearing a lot of makeup this year, but everything on my face, all the dirt, debris, the makeup, the sunscreen, but it still left my skin feeling really soft and hydrated because obviously you guys know that I have really dry skin. So this is a really great a cleanser for someone with dry skin, a really great cleanser for winter time. It comes in a pretty big bottle, so it's lasted me a while. Uh, it's 35 bucks, and yeah, I I just, I can't stop using it. It's, it's one that I keep going back to. I definitely, I think, have tried more cleansers this year than I have ever before because it's something I think that, you know, like because I couldn't use any, try anything with retinol in it or anything with, you know, crazy ingredients. Um, but I still kept coming back to this. So I agree. This is a really great cleanser. Y'all know my number one fresh soy face cleanser, but this is a worthy, worthy second place for me. This really got me into the, cl- the Tatcha cleansing game because a, like you said, it's a big bottle. A little goes a long way. It's not astringent. Like it's not going to make your skin feel tight afterwards mm-hmm. because it has that sudsy effect. At first I figured, oh great, this is going to like leave my skin feeling really dry. And it absolutely does not. So if you're a Tatcha fan or you just want to try more like rice focused products, because I think that ingredient is so underrated and works like a charm, mm-hmm. check it out. And I, but I feel like this is one, especially, you know, if, you guys are obviously listening and it's Christmas, Hanukkah, winter time. This is a good one to try right now. So add it to your list. Okay, Kirby, what's on your list? Okay. I feel like I've talked about this a lot, so I don't want to just like, you know, wax poetic about it, but... Wax away. Armani Luminous Silk Concealer is 100% that bitch. She does the damn thing. Sarah, I need to ask you, did you ever find a good shade match with Armani? So I did with their Neo Nude, the their like more tinted found, uh, moisturizer foundation. Um, and I recently, I wore it over the weekend and, it, and I hadn't worn it in forever. And it reminded me how much I love that product. Um, I, I haven't found my shade in the uh, Luminous Silk, though I, I haven't tried that hard. So it is on my to-do list for 2021. Okay, I I really want you to find your shade in this because I freaking love this concealer. 
First of all, it's lasted me so long. And since I've been wearing makeup a little bit more towards the end of the year, I've been using like a darker shade for my contour, a lighter shade for my highlight. And then I have my staple shade for like covering up my skin. And mine is 5.5. It's like the, per it just looks like my skin, which is why I'm obsessed with it. And I feel like it collects enough on the doe foot that I don't feel like I'm putting too much on, but I also don't feel like I'm scr like scraping to try to get product, which really annoys me with concealers. Yeah. As you all know, I have not really been wearing much of found, you know, any foundation. It's all been concealer this year. And if you're looking for um, a really good shade range, it's Armani Luminous Silk. Uh, it's just a really good product. I can't, I, I can't say anything better about it because Kirby I saw you wrote another concealer on this I did when we were prepping for this episode and you deleted and put this, I did so. I had another concealer I know that that was probably really hard for you it was very hard but it, and the reason why I switched it was because I felt like I use Armani Luminous Silk more than I use this other concealer the other concealer I use strictly for under eye mm -hmm. and this concealer I basically use it as my base so if you were ever debating getting Armani Luminous Silk, this is your sign from God to get it because it's it really is that good. <laughs> and it's it's $38. But I will say it has lasted me like legit almost like I mean, I still have some left in here, but you can see I'm kind of like yeah, scraping. Yeah, I use it a lot. All right. Number two. I knew this was going to be on your list. I knew it. Yep. Did I you? Knew it. Oh, my gosh. OK. Yeah. So. Again, not I did not wear a lot of makeup this year. I have always been on the hunt for a really good tinted moisturizer because for whatever reason, even, you know, what is the one that everyone loves? Laura Mercier. Uh-huh. Like, it didn't work for me. Like, NARS didn't work for me. I don't know what it is. Maybe it was the shade. I just couldn't find my, my shade match. Um, and I, you guys, did, I, I've talked about it so many times I'm usually like a Korean beauty cushion compact type of girl um which I also love um and and have been wearing a lot this year but when Say came out with their slip tint I was like oh yep this is it this is the tinted moisturizer for me it had sunscreen obviously it gave me that lovely tinted dewy coverage that finish that I really wanted and look for in a product um I, I ha I had my perfect shade that blended really well with my skin tone like it wasn't streaky there was no white cast um and again for my dry skin it just it felt really hydrating um and I just really liked it a lot and I will continue to wear it and I and I honestly like I think we've we've talked about this before I don't use a lot of Say's products. Uh -huh. Like I like I think there are a lot of other people who are way more excited about Say than I am. I I, I love everything um, that they're doing. It's just for me personally, like I I don't use a lot of their products. But when they came out with this one, I was like, okay, guys, you won me over. I agree. I think this is the product. This will be the gateway drug for a lot of people into Say, especially if you are looking for like quote unquote clean beauty. I admittedly have said a million times I've just been wearing concealer, mm -hmm. but when I have worn like full coverage makeup products in the, 
you know, past year, it's been this skin tint that came out. It really does just look amazing. And it's like your skin, but better. I know yep. that that is so cheesy, but it really is. Like, it's the filter effect that you are looking yes. for. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Oh, it, and it's it's 32 bucks, and I think that that's a really fair price for what it is. So I actually haven't really talked, or maybe I did. I don't know if I mentioned this product on the podcast. We've talked about a lot of podcast pro- products this year on the pod. Oh, this came out like pretty early in the year. Yeah, so this was like Q1, and I remember being really excited about it because it is based off of one of my all-time favorite Kiehl's products that's been out for years, the Powerful Strength Line Reducing Concentrate by Kiehl's. It's supposed to be for your whole face. Earlier this year, they launched the eye serum version. And as somebody who has been notoriously anti-eye cream, thinking that we did not need eye creams because they were a scam, I have now been reformed. And now I wear eye cream both morning and night. And I I slap the wrist of my former self. (laughs) (laughs) We were so young and naive. So young and dumb. Just dumb. So (laughs) this stuff is great. And I... I am such a big fan because even though it does talk about under eye circles and I'm still super sus of that, I think it's almost impossible to get rid of, you know, dark circles in a beauty product. The vitamin C in this is really like the standout because it helps to almost retexturize underneath your eye. So if you're dealing with fine lines and stuff like that, I have found that this has been really, really helpful to like smooth that under eye area. It includes hyaluronic acid. Obviously, you want to be super hydrated in the under eye always. This is what it says on the website. This advanced formula effectively diminishes the appearance of blue and brown dark circles for a brighter looking eye area. It's because of this tripeptide that they say that they have. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, Kiehl's. But I will tell you that the vitamin C has been working some magic to really just smooth and brighten the under eye area. I definitely have dark circles still, but I'm constantly asked, like, what do I do about lines underneath my eyes? And it's like Botox doesn't work there. Filler doesn't work there. Like, it's it's just one of the hardest areas to reduce small, like, fine lines and wrinkles. And I feel like Kiehl's... I trust them anyways. They're one of those brands that just has all of the information to back up their claims. And it really just does a really beautiful job. And I enjoy yeah. wearing it. I think that there's something to enjoying putting on a product. It smooths mm. nicely underneath the eye. It it works well underneath makeup. I find sometimes eye creams that are too heavy pill and, you know, make a mess for your under eye. It looks gorgeous underneath makeup. So... If you are looking for preventative or you're starting to notice lines and creases under the eye, this baby, it's $50. There's a small little amount, 15 milliliters. Oh, 15. I'm so bad with sizes. Same, same. So it is obviously small because it's for the eye area. But trust me, I've had this, I've had this for a while. I've had this since like February or March. And you need the littlest amount for your under eye. And I even put it on my actual eyelid and like above my brow and stuff. I really go for it. So shout out to Kiehl's. 
I don't I don't feel like we give Kiehl's enough credit on this podcast. It's one of the it's we'll have to save it for the unsung heroes. Uh, yeah, our unsung heroes brand. It's just like everyone loves Kiehl's. It's like you guys should know that we also love Kiehl's. It's one of those things, you know? It's like unspoken. Totes. Okay. Here's your big mama. <laughs> I debated putting this on here. <laughs> I, I But I was like, it also reminds me of happier times when we were together. <laughs> I commend you for using this because Okay, I've... see, I don't use it as see that this was the exception. I use the say tint, slip tint and the Tatcha cleanser pretty frequently. Um this I I haven't touched in a while, I got to say. But to me, it symbolizes the future of hair technology. And we are such Dyson stands that I had to talk about it. It was a really big launch for the year. So I'm talking about the Dyson Corral Straightener, which is a whopping $4.99.99. But it's such a beautiful product. And if I had anywhere to go this past year, I would have used it a lot more than I did to not only, well, I don't really straighten my hair because it's pretty darn straight, but to create those waves, those little Oncotran waves. New, the new wave. The new wave. Um, it is... The, Kirby and I had Veronica, who was a, what's her title? Dyson scientist. Like a insights engineer? Yeah, a scientist engineer who, she worked on the air wrap, correct? Yep. Yes, and we had her on the, um, our podcast. Go back and listen to that episode. It just made me uh, appreciate Dyson even more and everything that goes into creating these products. So this straightener, I gosh, when was it that we got to... to try this was it january it was like right before the pandemic and everything shut down yeah. kirby and i got a sneak peek of this product and it, um it's just it's a really really beautiful product it's it's cordless it's a cordless hair straightener i think that's probably like the big sell um but it also creates it says 50 percent less breakage in your hair when you use it um in comparison to other you know hair straighteners i think for me I used to use hair straighteners all the time in high school and, and college, and it just completely destroyed my hair, and I didn't even care. The chi. Like, I was like, high, high, high heat, just going over my hair the same part, like, five times until it smelled like my hair was burning. Did you have the chi? I, no, I didn't have the chi because it was too expensive. I had, like, a Revlon, or, yeah, I think it was, like, a Revlon version or whatever, but... I wanted the chi. Did you have the chi? I had the chi because like all the popular girls had cheese. So I like begged my parents for a chi one year. I still wasn't popular, but that's fine. You really I, tried I it. I find that hard to believe. No, I was an insecure little those, biatch. Those bees. <laughs> so the the way that this product was made is that, you know, not only is it better for your hair, but it also, um, you know, the heat is evenly dispersed through the plates the manganese copper plates it is easy to travel with when that is uh, something that we're able to do like you could travel to you know europe or another country and you could use it without blowing out blowing it out and breaking it um which i always was afraid to do with my other products and something you would be afraid to do with a 500 hundred dollar product do I am I try, encouraging you to purchase this product? Do you need this product in your life? No, absolutely not. Totally. But um, it just made 
I think, you know, Kirby and me as beauty editors and hosts of this beauty podcast and beauty enthusiasts really excited about beauty. That's the thing about Dyson. They're always on the forefront of technology and like what's going to be next. And I feel like they really set the tone. Like when they had the air wrap come out, how many of those like round brush dryers did you see launching? Totally. Right? And and there are so many worthy alternatives to the air wrap, but none are exactly like the air wrap because their technology is patented. Sarah, to your point about the corral and like the disperse this dispersion of the heat, because you're not having to go over your hair so many times, that's the reason why you're not experiencing as mm-hmm. much heat damage because usually like you said you have to go over one part five times to make it as straight or make it as curly and I never knew how to curl my hair with a flat iron before I started using the corral and yeah I feel like that could have easily been um a hair breakdown for me where my hair would have just been fried to no end but learning with the corral um, I didn't have any issues yeah. with hair breakage or anything like that. So, and I and I will say too, um, between the corral and the air wrap, I use the air wrap also religiously. So, if you are looking to purchase, I mean, they're totally different. They're so um, different. They're so different. Yeah. But... but for me, I think you know, not I. I went almost a year without having a haircut, and the reason, even though my hair did look a little witchy towards the end, <laughs> I think the reason why it still even had a little bit of shape or you know looked a little healthy uh was due to the fact that i was using the air wrap like pretty exclusively like i wasn't blow drying my hair with any other product um i wasn't you know using a a traditional curling iron um so yeah i mean you guys know that we love the air wrap we won't shut up about it yeah so i have a feeling we're gonna see many many more cordless flat irons in our future yeah totally Good, good luck to everyone to try to beat beat those luck but okay your last product curbs okay i feel like i just keep talking about this line no you just did you just did the once when it was what it was on your face yeah but i also mentioned it on the fat mascara pod okay well that's a different podcast okay great so shout out to makeup by mario because this entire line is just so so good and the reason why i'm so excited about it is i love seeing other makeup artists that have these huge followings because of their artistry using his products and raving about them. Like I think I saw a video recently with Erin Parsons who does amazing, amazing work and she was using his lipstick palette. Uh, the one that I was talking about that has like the neutral tones and then the black, yellow, uh, blue and white. It's just this line is focused in artistry instead of like trends. So I feel like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's focused more on staples than just having like a flash in the pan, like cool product. And that's why I think that this brand is going to have longevity and is going to be around way longer than a lot of other trendy brands that may be coming out now or in the next few months. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with the Master Mattes palette. I talked about that on What's On Your Face. It is like the staple eyeshadow palette that you could wear for like Zoom at work, to date night, whatever you choose. The master eye and prep set, I think is 100% necessary if you have dark circles. Like the concealer has enough staying power that it doesn't move around, it doesn't crease under the eye. And the tone of it, the diff- there's different shades obviously, but the tone of it helps cover up dark circles really well. 
And then the Secret Glow highlighter, I think, was based off of this um, professional makeup gel that he used to use. Were you with me at that Laura Mercier masterclass that he did a couple years ago? He was doing makeup on Tenny Panosian, the founder of Monday Born. Yeah, I I remember being at one of his, but I'm not sure which one it was. So he kind of revealed to everyone that for highlighter, he doesn't use a normal shimmery gold or silver highlighter. He uses this gel that I think it's by Kryolan. And mm-hmm. it is supposed to make like your face and body and hair look wet, but he'll take a little bit of it, put it on a paintbrush and brush it on his model's or client's face. And that's what he does for the highlight. And I think he basically took that concept and put it in this little pan to create the Secret Glow Highlighter. So when I first got this product, Sarah, when you're looking at this, are you clicking on it? No, let me click on it. When you are looking at this first photo, what the, what does it look like? Do you like what what's the first silver eyeshadow? Okay, okay. So that's interesting. When I first wait, what did you what do you want? What did, were you expecting me to say? When I first saw this this pan, I didn't think anything was in it. Oh, you think you thought it was pan? I was just like, where's the product? And I remember jamming my finger in it and being like, oh shit, because oh gosh, and then it got all under your fingernail. Yes, because the, the product. Worst is straight up it's it's so smooth when you first get it like before you use it you basically it's translucent so you just see the bottom of the pan and it's this translucent highlighter that kind of has like a balmy effect that you can apply with your finger so it's not liquidy like the stuff that he used to use but I think this was heavily inspired by that product because of the way that it looks and how it's clear and it would really work on any skin tone um it'll just Mm -hmm. give you that dewy highlight instead of like a shimmery Mm -hmm. highlight anyways yeah i love this line it is fantastic if you really are looking for beauty staples that you're gonna have forever and want to keep repurchasing just go to makeup by mario it's all at sephora it is legit one of the best lines i've used in my entire life the end all right that was it that was our year in review but we're not just sending it there are we curbs? We're not going to end it there, y'all. We haven't done a giveaway in a while. I will say some people were asking me. Friends, not not listeners. <laughs> like, are you guys going to do a giveaway this year? I, I will admit, we went a little cray with giveaways in our first year. So I feel like it's good that we've cut back a little bit. Also, because giveaways are really hard and inevitably someone will get disappointed and someone will be upset about something. So in an effort to avoid that, we figured we're just going to do a big end of year giveaway. And this giveaway is a good one, in my humble opinion. And it comes from the heart because we're we're buying, we're buying. Woo! Yeah, this is not, this is not hashtag sponsored. Okay, so what will you win in our end of year holiday giveaway? Oh my god, I feel like Vanna White. You and your beauty BFF will each win $150 gift cards to Sephora or Ulta. Your choice. Woohoo! Yeah. Okay, so to win. So fun. So fun. Because who doesn't want a $150 gift card? And this is, I feel like this is a great gift if your friend, well, your friend is going to have to know that you're doing this. Sorry. So here's the deal. To win. Both you and your friend or sister or family member or whoever 
have to be following us at Los Angeles Pod on Instagram. And you have to comment on the post and let us know what product launch from 2020 you were most excited about and why. Both of you have to do this. Both of you have to follow us. If you tag a f- another friend, go for it. You can comment as many times as you want. That Like one comment, one entry. And we will announce the winners on Friday on our Instagram. Woohoo! And so because it's a gift card, everyone can participate like globally wherever there is a Sephora and Ulta. Yes, that is correct, Sarah. I just want to caveat, though, it's $150 USD. USD. (laughs) So however that translates to wherever you are. But we figured if we give you an e-card, you can easily just use it and pick what you want and your friend can pick what they want. Yay. So everyone can can enter because I, I always feel so sad when people are like, I'm in Canada. Can I enter this contest? I'm like, oh. This is for everyone that's supported us over this past year. We really, really appreciate your support and the kind words. We're always looking to improve this podcast. So I think 2021 is going to be a great year, hopefully for everybody. You know, we're moving forward in this new normal. We've got a vaccine. We have some big surprises in store for Los Angeles come January 2021. Some really amazing guests that y'all are going to love, 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 love. And should we just tell everybody who who the guest is on Friday? Yes, Kirby. Let's do it. Who is the guest on Friday? <gasps> Drum roll, please. The lovely and beautiful Lisa Eldridge is our guest on Friday. And I'm so excited because when we asked the Facebook group who you guys would want to see and hear from on the pod, she was like, if not number one, number two. I mean, like, y'all were like, please get Lisa Eldridge. So... She is on the podcast on Friday. She's sharing some amazing stories, some amazing beauty tips, and you're going to just love her if you don't already. So Yeah. What a way to end the year, guys. So be sure to enter the giveaway because we want you and your friend to treat yourselves. And just thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to us and for putting up with us and for continuing to support us. We love you guys so much. Yes. And we're really excited about 2021. Love y'all. Have a great, well, we'll talk to you on Friday. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.